Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Challenge All Stars for Episode Two. I am Brian Cohn. Here with me, as always, my co-host Alice. Ali, how are you? I have to tell you, Brad. Mm-hmm. The Challenge All Stars Two has breathed new life into me. Yeah, this was this was an episode. I, you know, you come in watching the challenge. You're expecting some goofy shenanigans, some you know, some athleticism and stuff like that. This one. It got it got a little teary eyed in the in the Cohen household today. Very sad. I cried. Also, like you said, the Cohen household. The Cohen household is currently one person. I know this. Your <laughs> wife is on vacation, so like, oh got tear. Was Sonny crying? <laughs> he was. He was very sad. Yeah, because he couldn't find his ball at the time. But yeah, that's why we there was some crying. <laughs> oh my god. Um, before we get into it, and I'm super excited to talk about this. Just really quick at the top. Um. For anyone who's not listening or watching this season of the challenge proper, we don't really blame you. Um, but but Leroy, challenge staple, um, released a video about what happened with him and Camilla on uh, Dirty Thirty, and we talked about it at the top of our last of our regular regular podcast, the challenge the proper, podcast, the proper the proper pod. Um, so if you want to hear our thoughts on that, uh, you can check that out there. But more importantly, if you want to hear Leroy's thoughts, uh, you can check that out on Instagram, uh, Roy Lee, the barber. There you go. Definitely go check it out. Um, but I, I did, I did lose a little momentum here. I had to get back in the zone of like, oh, right. Derek and Jody are in power again. It did. We did have a regular half an episode this week. So hopefully next Mm -hmm. week we're back with the full format. Yeah, I think so too. I think this was kind of what I was hoping for. Like it would just give everyone like a good full two episode segment to give everyone their time, and then going forward, um, it should be back to normal. Though I guess with the how the illuminations are going to go, that it's like not just one illumination. It's you know a man's teeth and a woman's teeth. That maybe we might see more of this, but uh, I'm optimistic that the regular cadence will be back uh, with episode three. Um, so Derek and Jody hold court with Ayana and Nehemiah, the losers of last challenge. Excuse me, of the first challenge, not the last yep. challenge. Last yep. and first. Ayana declines to throw a name out. Yeah, two, two varying uh, approaches, right? So we got 
Ayana being like, I'm not saying anyone. I can go up against anyone and I'll be totally fine. Uh, Nehemiah saying the two people he full up wants to go against in Ryan and the other Derek. Uh, so two varying strategies. And like for Ayana, I kind of, I don't hate this move. Like if you're, because obviously you're only going to get, at best, you're going to get those two two people in and then one of the person is going to go into elimination and a best case scenario you win but then you're still having pissed off someone else that's still in the house so I don't hate the move of being like let's make the power people get people mad at them and I don't want them to catch you know have an excuse about why they voted for them so I don't really hate the move here I didn't like it at first because I'm here thinking I love Nehemiah's approach this is a seasoned all-stars competitor I I want to speak for what I want I'm not at the mercy of the people in power I'm in control of my game but and also, like, I do think it causes some weird tension at first between Derek and Jody and Ayana of like, OK, well, you're putting it all on us. Like, that's obvious to them that you're kind of screwing mm-hmm. them. But the way it gets weaponized against Nehemiah, that he had to say two names, not just right. one. I like and the fact that she was pretty much willing to go against every, anyone. And as we see later, could have beaten them. And thinking ahead obviously the people in power are more than likely going to put in people that they think they themselves could beat if they come back. Like you always want the person that you put in to not come back. Cause then there's blood on yep. your hands exactly. and they're mad at you and they might call you out. So you want to be able to beat them. So more than likely they're going to put in weaker people earlier on. So I, I 10 out of 10 move from Ayana here. Yeah, no, that, I was thinking the same thing because yeah, if they if they could just name one person, then they theoretically are right. So maybe they could put in a strong person and guarantee that a strong person goes home. But like, there's only one person. But here, if you vote in two strong people and that person, well, now you got two people mad at you. So it would really cause chaos for the power team if you're trying to make a power move so early on uh, in the game. So yeah, it worked out brilliantly for Ayana, and then it kind of blew up in both for Nehemiah and Derek. Uh, it really kind of went the wrong way for for both of them ironically so they're both coming out of this kind of upset which plays well for everyone else in the house yeah uh, with nehemiah it's tough the whole episode right because this is a tough edit for him i think he looks like a little bit um like overly intense maybe and 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 targeting Mm. like um two of the gay men in the house early on it's like it, it it's not great what's happening this episode but I did find myself like getting lost in the edit and being like, oh, I want Nehemiah to go home. And then I came back and I'm like, I can really sympathize with Nehemiah here where he feels like he is in the bottom through no fault of his own. Like if we remember, Ayana fell off the pole. Like there's no yep. reason that they should have been going in. And he is worried that he's underestimating his partner, but probably fairly because all he's seeing is that she fell off the pole, that nobody else fell off the beam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. I think he feels like his he's in huge jeopardy here and he's just like grasping at straws and it ends up working in that he gets his will. I was shocked when he's able to get the vote across for Derek. But what I don't like here is he's he should just say like where Devin says on this week's episode of the challenge, like Tori should just say, like, I was looking out for myself. Just like, be honest, like you're not picking Ryan because you beat him in 2008. You know, like as Ryan says, I'm the smallest guy. Mm-hmm. Just say I'm the smallest guy. Yeah, I, th- I, I think he was trying to say it, but 
like in like a nice way. Like I think if he came, but because because I think if he came out at the nomination ceremony, it was being like, I want to go against Ryan because he's small, he sucks. I think I could beat him. Then it's like you get the turnover. Why, why is Nehemiah being like an asshole about it? Like here he's coming up with like you know a twist on it, being like, yeah, I you know I beat him before, so I want to go up against him. And it's like implied to say like, oh, I could probably beat him again. So I think he was kind of being nice about it and not like insulting to to Ryan or Derek. Uh, specifically Ryan and being like, oh yeah, I, I think I can just easily wipe the floor with him. Should Nehemiah have only said one name? Should he, Is that like the best practice between the two strategies? Probably. And I think he should have gotten more clarity that Ryan was just not a, an option from Derek. He should have said like, I want to go against Ryan, but like, I know you have a relationship. Is that even an option? And then I don't know if Derek would have been smart enough to like, be like, oh, I'll think about it, and then who else are you thinking about? I think Derek probably might have been honest and be like, no, I'm not going to go give him as an option, and then you could toss someone else in. But I think if you're going to say two, you have to make sure that these are the two you're going to get. You can't then leave it to question. Yeah, no, that's a really great point. Um, I was really impressed with Ryan here because he doesn't really have a relationship with a lot of these people, but people's unwillingness to say his name to me suggests that a lot of he did a lot of pregame work um especially derek later says like uh we've talked a lot more we go way back like that to me is in the last three months i've been on the phone with him every day (laughs) right or like oh yeah you came on like a challenge media once and we have a lined up to come on again so like oh yeah you know we're best friends I, I think and I I like that they broke down the sort of meta of it of like when Leah's complaining later, like that there was pre-gaming. It's it's yeah. yes, it's they have decades long relationships, but the calls go out like if we get to find out. And when I say we get to find out spoiler accounts, like figure out who's getting calls. These people know who's getting calls of and the people who put in the work, it pays off. So shout out to my guy, Ryan. I was happy to see him save. Yeah, I, f- I felt that pain from like when I did that sequester thing. Like I didn't do any pregaming, and I was, you know, <laughs> I was called out immediately. So I, I felt it. Yeah, I, didn't I did send some TikToks to people. For you. It didn't work. It didn't. It backfired badly. But yeah, I, I didn't send like TikToks it to people. Backfire. <laughs> it didn't. It just didn't help. It just didn't help. It helped a but little yeah, bit. I guess so. There's footage. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. But I felt it, and like it's true. That's where like uh, it's it's tough early on, but that is then something that you can overcome once you get into like the first week or two, that's where like all like the pre-gaming and stuff pays off. But once you get in the nitty gritty of the game by weeks three and four and so on, that's where that kind of goes more the wayside. And then it's more like, what have you done for me lately? How are voting structures uh, breaking out? How are you doing in the competitions and everything? So it just sucks. Like that first couple of weeks is where you just have to survive and try to get a little bit lucky uh, for someone like Leia. And she just, she just wasn't able to do that. The only worse excuse to want to put someone in than I beat them in 2008 is he was mean to my clothes. <laughs> I, I think if someone was mean to my outfit, if I was like picked out a good outfit and someone was mean to me, I feel like, yeah, that's a good reason. I mean, Derek's sponsored by Chubbies, right? Like, I don't want to accuse him of being sponsored. I did try to look into this and there were, I don't know why I said accused, like it would be great for him right. if he was sponsored. <laughs> but like, this is his third chubby set and i love a set so like i'm not mad at it but he did tag chubbies in like the post he did of the like beginning of the season but it didn't say like hashtag ad or anything like i don't know that he's being sponsored maybe they sent him clothes maybe he just genuinely likes the clothes it's a million Mm. different things but it's the point where you're wearing three outfits in what could be one episode and you're you like 
To me, the guy who wears chubbies, which are like bright sets, mm-hmm. vacation prints, like in regular day, yeah, like has to be able to take outfits. a joke about it. That's it's it's a close with a sense of humor. And the thing, it wasn't even just Steve. Like it, they, there was a, maybe he was the only one that said it to his face because there was like a whole montage of confessionals, people making jokes about it and like comparisons and things like that. But maybe they weren't, I guess, stupid enough to say it to Derek's face when you're in a position of power. I, I, I guess that's the only reason. To me, I would have been like Steve. I would have misjudged a man wearing rainbow, a rainbow set is someone who could take a joke like tech in his Pepto-Bismol suit. When MJ says that to him, it's not like, oh, my God, I'm going to vote MJ in because he said my Pepto-Bismol pink suit looks like a Pepto-Bismol pink suit. Uh, You know, you look ridiculous and you just have to pull it off, which maybe. And I I love Steve because what Steve said here is so brutal when he's like. He's not just coming for the clothes. He's coming for Derek specifically. He's like, Tech could wear this. Derek can't wear this. And I think mm-hmm. he Derek proves him right. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if this is also just like Derek looking for an excuse to vote someone in, right? Like for maybe sure. he just doesn't have a great doesn't have a great relationship with him. He doesn't want to uh, ruffle any feathers by going after someone that has a lot of friends. So it was like, oh, great. He insulted my wardrobe. Uh, I'll, I'll toss him in. Yeah, he does say, and he's new, like, fine. So it ends up being Leah, Steve, Derek C. by Nehemiah's secondary request. And Casey seemingly is just like a burn nom that no one will be mad about. Um, But a really interesting thing that comes out of this is Derek's self-view. Like, find someone who looks at you the way Derek looks at himself, where he's like, I am the best human chess player there ever was. Is this outcome nominating Steve, Leah, Derek C, and Casey qualify him to be the best human chess player there ever was? Especially because his game plan is <laughs> to get Steve voted in, and he does not succeed. So he set himself up to like, for a checkmate, but then he it, the, tur- the turntables turned, and he got checkmated. So it, it did not work. Yeah, and part of me is like, I wasn't sure. Nehemiah going... Absolutely ham, like strategizing every he's kissing babies. He's shaking hands like he's threatening people. He's making deals like Derek. C's got to be going in. He does not want to go in against Steve. Um, and good for Casey to give her some credit. She was the one she must have watched the last season. So how it kind of all went down. The fact that basically last season, anytime someone asked for who they want, people would just be like, OK, that's fine. And she was the one that told Nima, just like go around the house and say like, who you want. And people will more than likely give it to you. And that's what he did. And that's how it worked. Yeah, it it was great work from them. I I just think like I don't know that Derek wanted Steve in enough or cared about Derek C going in enough to like actually campaign, right? And so like yeah, that's your point with with Casey's strategy and Nehemiah actually just asking for it. I would be curious to know if Derek like actually wanted to like jockey what would have happened, who has sort of more sway there. Yeah, I mean yeah, this sure this was not a life or death situation for for Derek to get. Uh, Steve voted in so like it was okay for him that it kind of backfired but he did seem like genuinely super surprised that it didn't it didn't work out Um, but let's talk about the selection the discussion before they vote here this is such a minor point but I think the round circle setup is so much better than what they had last week uh, last Mm -hmm. week last season with the like sort of campsite bar like it was just a straight line where like you couldn't even look at each other you couldn't speak you couldn't really see who was voting this is just so much more conducive to like actually discussing it 
And I love that it's called selection instead of like nomination <laughs> ceremony. They just like can't like so like went to like the, the thesaurus. It was like, all right, we can't use nomination anymore. What what else can we use? Well, you know, selection. Perfect. It was a selection. Um, it was. And and we said we'll see how tight Cancun is. I mean, Johnny comes in. She completely take like to your point with Casey having watched it. I think Johnny learned a lot from being on last season. She takes full control of the nominations. Mm-hmm. She makes the case. She puts Nehemiah on blast, and she casts the vote, which you'd then think people would follow suit. And it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. No, it doesn't. I mean. He had the, the lockstep with John A and Jasmine. I love Jasmine's quote. This is why it's great having her back uh, on the show. Uh, you're you're messing with the wrong bitch was uh, Jasmine's quote. Uh, but for, apparently they're messing with the right one because uh, he not, not many people <laughs> voted their way. So uh, the, the votes kept trickling in more and more for for Derek. From an entertainment perspective, I love Ryan taking the voting opportunity to one flag that Derek came in third. So he's being sort of unfairly estimated by yep. Nehemiah. And that I guess Nehemiah promised him probably preseason that his name wouldn't come out of his mouth. And Nehemiah says that was before I knew the game. Right. As if he was going on. (laughs) Are you the one like he like, well, what what game could it possibly have been that he would follow? Wouldn't follow? Like, this is the game. The game is in some variation of people voting in for each other. Like, I don't know what difference it could have been. But like, oh, now I will follow suit and not vote you in, Ryan. Yeah, this is not like too hot to handle where you get cast on a random show and they're like, psych, you're too hot to handle. (laughs) Like, this is the challenge all stars you played last season. You know the game. (laughs) You did it in in at least 2008. So you have that experience. Uh, But in an all time move, Ayana, who's just going to exude the best attitude the entire episode. Let's if this our last night, like, let's party. Let's leave this negativity here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Derek and Lee are going to go in and it's prom. Yeah. And again, this is they did this is the same thing last year. And it's great. The fact that they get the nomination ceremony and all the people like all this out of the way. So everyone knows who's going in. Everyone knows who's safe. And then they can cut loose and have fun. Like this is something the challenge still doesn't do. The challenge proper doesn't do. And I think it takes away from people's enjoyment like they're still able to go out in the club but like there's still not that level of carefreeness because they don't know who's going in so i think again the challenge proper needs to get away from the elimination call downs if they want to do the call down just have it be before you go to the arena or whatever so let people know that they're safe even if and i i totally agree and i love how they clean it up and have it decided before but even if the nominated four were decided and then before the selection they went out fine you know like yeah, it, even if something. it was that um and it was just those four people sideline plus the two who are going in but totally agree thought this was such a fun party love a prom theme bachelor in paradise did it love that they did it here i i will clock they were for sure doing the cha-cha slide uh which is just so important to me for the age of the people <laughs> who are on this show yeah, so their prom, so they're so I would say that what the average age of the people on this show, like thirty seven, probably. So, well, I guess yeah. The, some of the older contestants aren't on, right? Like Mark and Beth were like the oldest last season. They're not mm-hmm. there. So, but, is yeah, anyone so maybe, in their fifties? How old is Tech? Probably pretty close. So, all right, so we could even say like forty. I guess I would just say like probably twenty years, twenty two years ago was probably what their prom. So that's uh, you know, right around two thousand would be put put it in the musical era. Cha-cha, real smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm not even kidding. That's not like, oh, they were, I'm, I'm 
like there was a part where they zoomed in on the line dance and they were cha chaing. Like they were for sure doing the cha cha slide. Yeah. And we had a cute scene of uh Ayana and Leia uh bonding as, as single moms. Obviously that plays out even further after the elimination, but even here it kind of sets it up that um they're both saying like no matter what, we're like rooting for each other. Um and it's it's great that like these are like obviously real people with like families and they've gone through much more life experience than uh, like other people that have just started on like the challenge proper. So it's nice to see this level of bonding. Yeah, that was great. Um I'm still on the cha cha slide. Are you a cha cha <laughs> slide doer if that comes on? So I love a good dance that I'm told what to do so that it really fits uh, what, what how I can mm, dance. That tracks. I feel like we must have discussed this before because it feels like I knew that answer. <laughs> well, we've been doing this for seven and a half years. So I think we've discussed <laughs> a lot of different things. You think the cha-cha slide would come up by now? <laughs> you I mean, would, You would think. If I'm already on the dance floor, I won't exit. I will participate. But if I'm not on the dance floor, I'm not coming to the dance floor for the cha-cha slide. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of the Cupid Shuffle. It's like the dance version of Coke and Pepsi. You know, like clear rules, clear movements. Do you know now? Do you, this is a callback from our challenge proper podcast, but do you know when I say the cha cha slide, when I say the Cupid shuffle, do you know them without needing the melody or do you know them by name only? So I don't, I, the Cupid shuffle, I I don't know what that is. Again, maybe not off the top of my head. If down, you down, it. I, do you dance? Do you okay, dance, I know do that. I, I don't know. I don't know the. I know the song. I don't know the exact dance that goes with it, but I know the song. We learned on the Challenge Proper podcast that Brian cannot identify a song yeah. by title alone. I'm song. I'm song, song name blind or deaf. I don't know what the equivalent is, but I'm, I'm song name. Uh, you know, not great. You know, he, how much clearer can they be? Now kick, now kick. You know, I, can you I don't not know walk what it by yourself. No, I like when it's nice and slow. That's why I like, you know, it's like left nice foot. Slow. You two, like electric two slide. Two stops. Okay, okay, okay. It's there. Nothing slower than the electric side. It's there and Okay, I'm sorry. Let's get back to the show. get to a bar mitzvah or something, and then we could, all, we could do it there. I'm so sorry for having this conversation before the conversation we're about to have now. And, <laughs> you know, there's, um, no easy, there's no easy transition now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Well, trigger warning, honestly, for anyone who didn't watch the episode uh, for suicide and and self-harm. So we find out in this unbelievably sort of gutting transition of like everyone's having the cha-cha slide, you're having a good time. There's Tyler's in drag. And then John A notices something's wrong with Derek. And then she's like, and then I found out. And it's like cut to fake commercial on P plus and then a real commercial, depending on your payment plan. And then... um, they find, then it's like cut to morning and 
we find out that Derek's younger sister uh, committed suicide the day before Derek left yeah. to film the challenge. Yeah, just like absolutely gut wrenching. It was to hear and describe it. Um, they were like showing pictures, and like uh, John A went through her experience that she lived with them. So she, obviously, she's like very familiar with the sister, and uh, it w- it was so horrific. It just. I mean, obviously, like, just like it was not at all what you were expecting to hear about. Like, to me, like John A is like, oh, Derek looks sad. He's probably just like nervous for the eliminated. She doesn't want to like disappoint people by going out first. And then to hear this and to see the emo, it was just her. It was horrific. They were horrific to hear. I can I can only imagine like having to go through that. It's like heart. Like I all feel add to his entire family. It's just it's it is so sad. It was so sad to see and describing it and the situation. It was it was brutal. And to not have told anyone, to not even have told mm-hmm. Jasmine or John A, um, knowing he was up for elimination and not even saying, like, guys, I'm here for my family. I just went through this. Right. Like, maybe if you're thinking I haven't bonded with you socially, like, you know, they late Leah's like, I need to make more friends. Like, if you think I've been withdrawn, here's an explanation. You know, like mm-hmm. he keeps it to himself and just f- fights through it. And it's unbelievable what he went through. And I loved these moments of support from John a and um, Ryan and Jasmine of we're going to put her name Brown on our arm and we're going to, mm-hmm. you're fighting for her and she's with you. And it was just not a dry eye in the house uh, no. throughout the whole elimination, the Cohen house or, or otherwise. No, nowhere. It was, yeah, it was, it was like kind of just thankful that Derek, you know, he came on with John a and Jasmine, he, like wasn't someone that was just on here alone. It doesn't, you know, wasn't as connected to this world. So the fact that he had two people, that, like you know, he came through this world with it. I kind of forgot that John A and Derek knew each other even before they were rolled. Uh, kind of forgot. So like, um, we can't even recall things that happened like last week on the challenge. Right. We're supposed to recall so, that from Cancun. <laughs> so like those three, obviously, that was they, like, so we, I kind of forgot they knew each other. <laughs> they have a very strong bond, and so look, it was great to have them there for him in this moment and the whole situation. So yeah, it was. I mean, it was uh, one of the sadder seen situations that I've seen on the challenge in like a long, long time. Truly, truly devastating. Um, our hearts go out to Derek and his family. Um, and then we get to the elimination and like, obviously this is not the challenge's fault, but like not the freaking coffins as the challenge. Christ. My God, Jesus Christ. I, I couldn't yeah. believe that. Yeah. Uh, dead weight was, was the challenge. Um, I did enjoy, um, how they were introduced into the arena. It, like they, they had like this weird like zoom in, like it was a WWE like intro <laughs> coming in. I did it was very cool. I hope they keep that up every time. But that that I, I enjoyed that. Um what do you think of the fact that as predicted by Rumble Stillskin, this was not a team elimination. This was individuals. I, I what's the Rumble Stillskin? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm calling Brad. Oh, okay. Um, get with it sorry I missed it I missed it um, yeah that's interesting I don't I wonder so do you think this is the whole season or do you think they're going to mix it up a little bit I I hope that it's I mean I guess like we don't know right because there are going to be challenges where only one person loses right there's going to be individual eliminations and then you is that just going to be one person goes home or is that going to be like last season where you have to pick your partner mm-hmm. and then they compete with you. I do think if an individual elimination, if sorry, if an individual challenge happens and one person loser goes in and one person gets nominated by the house 
and you have to pick your partners, those challenges should be pair challenges. I don't think Mm. you should just be calling someone in to like be eliminated as an individual, if that makes sense. But otherwise I like the individual eliminations. I do. Yeah. I like the individual ones too. Uh, but I would think if they do individual challenges, I think they'll probably have like a male winner and a male loser and a, a women loser and a male loser. I, I would think interesting. Would that. That's fair. Well, what did they yeah. do last time? They didn't do that last time. It was just, Oh, it was a well, guy's day and a girl's like, day. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, cut me off when I'm talking. So for this challenge, so for this challenge, there was those three coffins. You had to prop it open and solve like a puzzle, and then pull the chains uh, to a hook. Um, they were apparently each three hundred pounds uh, for the three coffins, and I guess some chains were longer than others. Um, but it, it, it was a very cool elimination. I feel like I keep that was a botch. It, time check twelve thirty at night. Um, <laughs> which is not anyone's fault, but my own. Well, I don't but. have I didn't, I didn't have Big T explaining it to me fully, so I, I kind of got lost. Um, no, no, I meant from the botch, my botch of uh, the elimination, the individual eliminations. Although that is an element that we're going to miss this season, then that I do miss. Right. Anyway. So, so it was tough because, as you mentioned, like I like Nehemiah. I think he adds a lot to the show. I think. You know he he came in strong this episode. I think he's gonna bring a lot going forward. But like obviously in this moment, like you can't not be cheering like incredibly hard for Derek. So like it, you don't want like I didn't want Nehemiah to be the villain here, but it, it just sucked to see Derek lose. Like he was came from behind. It seemed like he was catching up. He got it very close, and then just it, to lose so close was was heartbreaking for him. But it, I because I, I like Nehemiah too. But like how could you not root for Derek? Yeah, I think Derek got a great episode. I think he, you know, they showed photos of him and his sister. There was great support. He had great friends. Um, He sort of got to tell his story. Certainly not the journey that he would want on the show. But I do think they gave him like a nice send off for him to be the first person eliminated. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do think like Nehemiah has to kind of continue. (laughs) Like, it's just like, like you said, like, I think he's going to bring more overall to the show. just because he's so hungry for it. Like, is anyone hungrier at this point than Nehemiah on the season? Probably not. Yeah, for this one. Maybe Derek Kay. Like, but maybe. Yeah, but I mean, at least he has some wins and like challenge proper. So like for this one, Nehemiah really is is just out for it all. Um, but I like this challenge and and partly because and and Derek C competes. He does amazing. It's close. I don't think it's as quite as close as they were making the edit in terms of like, he was nowhere near putting that hook on the pole when Nehemiah put the last hook on the pole, not nowhere near. He was on the last one, but um, it just shows what a good challenge this was of like the mix of physical and mental. And you could get stuck on a puzzle and the other person gets the chance to come back. Like I thought it was really mm-hmm. successful. Yeah. I mean, like Nehemiah was seemingly stuck on that last puzzle at least like four or five times because you could see like all the different answers on his uh, little whiteboard that he was screwing up on so he definitely opened the door for Derek and Derek was I mean he this is his probably one of his best physical showings that Derek's ever had so you know good for him yeah I hope Derek gets a second chance to come back I, I think yeah, the yeah, audience is excited yeah I mean who's who's not happy to see Derek he's just you know he's a great person to have around um but let's talk about the the women because it's it's like a less interesting and more interesting story at the same time. Less interesting in that Leah completely bungles this challenge. Yeah, it was super weird. I thought we were about to get a situation where it was like a producer screw up and something was broken. The fact that she like she was like, oh, when I opened the, the coffin, there was no puzzle inside. And then I tried to hook 
the chain and like it wouldn't open. I was ready for them to be like, oh, we screwed up. We have to like start over. And then Ayano would be like super pissed that she was like out in front and like has to just, like start over. I was waiting for something like that. But, like, no, like Leah just like just couldn't do it. You'll be waiting your whole life for that because that's like Michelle and Corey, right? Being like, it's 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 stuck, it's stuck. Like it's it's mm-hmm. never the equipment. I mean, Michelle, I guess, said on Survivor once it was the equipment, but unlikely that we would air it um, on MTV, maybe. But um, yeah, this was difficult to watch, except for the fact that Ayana moves these three hundred pound coffins like they are made of marshmallows. Okay, so a little conspiracy theory, so. I, and it's totally fine if they do this because they do this a lot of times when there's like men challenges, women challenges. They'll change like the weight proportions for each of them. I find it very hard to believe that she was pulling this this easily compared to like Nehemiah and De- that that were acting like they were like trying to move like a stadium and like she's like out there shoveling snow with how she was like moving this so quickly. So look, if they change the weight, that's totally fine. Just like say you're doing different weight amounts for each of them. So I agree, but I like to believe in the magic of women, Brian. <laughs> okay, Unlike sure. you, right. um, I am on Reddit, and someone is theorizing on Reddit that the women were able to like hold the chains closer to the coffins than the men, which would definitely make a big difference. But I don't know that that makes up three hundred pounds worth of difference. Um, regardless, even if it was proportional, which I, I think you're still saying, I don't think you're like, ta- you know, changing it. No, look, she did incredible. Yeah, like she yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. Like there's no taking that away. It's just like the way, like the, even like the confessionals, I don't know. I think it was like Derek. He was like, oh, like, uh, to see Nehemiah struggle so hard. I'm like, he was pouring sweat and Ayana's like ripping through this. Like it's nothing like, I mean, the tentacles have to go up a little bit to be like, okay, something is different. Either like the weight is different or what they're pulling is that like something is different. Like there's, there's just, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, again, even if it were proportional, it still shouldn't have been that big of a difference between how Nehemiah sure. performed and how Ayana performed right. based on no, how totally. fit, like, Nehemiah is. It's just like a specimen. Yeah. No, Ayana, she absolutely destroyed this, and it was an incredible showing. But like, I just, just the little conspiracy thing, just to kind of level set it a little bit. If she is selling snake oil, I am buying. Take my money. She's going to yeah. believe in her power today. I was dead. When she's like, I'm going to summon up all of my womanly strength. I'm going to channel mm-hmm. motherhood and I am going to move this with the power of my mind and vagina. Right. Like, then right. that's what happened. And she pulled that 300 pound she coffin, did. Ryan. I don't she care. Did. <laughs> she, did. she did. She did. And then obviously at the end, that also a very emotional, cool scene. Uh, to see Ayana and like helping Leah pull uh the coffin. It's it's a, it's a crazy that it's coffin. I don't know why they couldn't do something different. But yeah, a horrible, the, a horrible. Yeah, it could just be anything else. Just call it a box. Who the hell cares? Uh, to pull it all the way to the end and like work together. And it was a very sweet uh sweet scene. Yeah, that was amazing. I definitely cried. Not a dry house eye in the house, except for TJ, who they cut to looking completely stoic and unbothered, <laughs> like just considering what he was seeing. He was probably still so pissed that, that no one even tried during the challenge. He's like, I can't plead these guys. They, they didn't try walking across the bounce beam. This is why we're doing a double elimination, because they wouldn't do it. So he was probably still very frustrated with that. Again, just when she said she's going to remember her power today, I was just like, put mm-hmm. that on a tote bag. That's amazing. Seriously, Ayana, please put she's going to believe and remember her power today and I will mm-hmm. buy 300 of those 300 yep. pounds worth of dope bags. 
And then we find out the additional twist. Uh, the winners of the elimination get the life shield for the following week where they can either save themselves uh, from being voted in or save a friend or whoever they want, another person from being voted in. So that's, that's a fun thing. I mean, how did the lightsaber, the lightsaber, the lifesaver work last time? It was similar. It was like you could replace so think, the nominee, like the person, the person picked or something, save yeah, someone. So at first, so for a while, they didn't the know microphone, how, sorry. It's, they didn't know how it worked. I think it was like, the, I think the winner of the challenge got the lifesaver. I think so. And they could, well, we, for a while, they didn't know how it would work. And then it, how it worked was they blocked the person from being voted in, but then wasn't it just everyone votes again? Everyone votes because Mark was like on a high horse, and that's yeah, he when, thought he was gonna be able yeah. to pick who goes in, and TJ was like, no, 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 uh, do this. But I like this. I think I mean this keeps someone from being going in back to back weeks. I don't think it protects you if you finish last, right? So I think that's good. Like if you finish la- if you finish last in the daily, you should have to go in. But at least it protects you from just being the consensus house vote again, um, which is good. And then it also if you you know for alliances and in, in structure, like you could protect someone. Um, and then the, the, the initial thing, I, I guess they're watching Survivor in the off season. If you use the life shield, you don't vote. You have to give up your vote to to use the life shield. So here's my question: They said it can be used to save yourself or one of the nominees in the next challenge. So, but does that mean if you lose the next challenge, it's it's moot? Is that correct? Um, I, I guess you could still use it to keep like your friend out of it. No, no, I meant for of, yourself. Like you can't. It, that that doesn't work yeah, on yourself. I, I don't, yeah, I think if you finish last, it, yeah, it doesn't protect you. I think you're automatically going in. I think it only helps you with being uh up on the block from the the winner's vote. Now it would be very interesting if like we see like let's say Nehemiah came in last next week or whatever, or he had it this week the the life shield whatever. And he used it to like keep Steve out. Like you could keep someone out that you yeah. don't want to go against. Exactly. Exactly. I think it, I think it adds a fun layer. I don't know why they're doing all the good stuff on the challenge all stars. Like I love the format. The the lifesaver is great. Um, bring all this to the freaking regular show. I'm too, I I wonder if there's like a different production crew that are working on different uh, on each of these, or if it's the same uh, people. Because it well, feels like the better ideas are going here. I mean, I do think the challenge, we've talked about this at Nauseam. We talked about this last time with All-Stars, that we were hoping we would see more stuff from All-Stars, like more throwback decisions being made on the challenge proper because of how well they work on the challenge All-Stars. And it's like, I do think the challenge takes itself too seriously. It's good that they take itself seriously, and I think that's uh, led to a lot of the success of the show. But it's it's tilt teetering over the edge now and like let's come back and slow-mo and graphics are great but it's not enough like we've got to stop taking ourselves so seriously and so overthought with the format and everything else yeah this is going back to challenge proper uh but like the end of that episode with with the burning bridge like the slow-mo shot i guess i won't spoil it but whoever won that elimination the way it was like zoomed in on him like the crowd in the background like that was an incredible photogenic moment for the challenge so like good on that for capturing that but that's a different show uh, one more question about the life shield. Um, it's a, they said specifically in the next challenge. So is it one mm-hmm. and done? If you don't yeah. use it next week, you lose it. I think so. I think it's kind of like it. basically getting like the red skull or whatever, or, or like the grenade or whatever the hell they yeah, call yeah, it, yeah. where it just saves you from a for the following week, which is good. Yeah, I don't think you should be able to keep this uh, week to week. I think it just yeah, it keeps you from being like the back to back house vote. Agreed. All right, before we uh, say goodbye here, I do want to. I'm going to keep track of this. Let's rank 
I mean, we already know, I guess, the cast for season three has been rumored or whatever, but I honestly forget everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Let's. I want to keep a running ranking of where we think the likelihood from for most likely to least likely to return is for the eliminated contestants as they okay. go. I, okay. I think this week is easy. Yeah, I think so. Derek won, Leah too. <gasps> yeah. So I'll keep a, a little on my desk return list. I have Derek one, Leah two. And not to put words in your mouth, but I didn't know you were going to say that. Um, and so let's just let's just keep track of that as yeah, we go. That'll be fun. All right, that's it. Yeah, that's all I got. No games. That's it. All right. Well, that's a so game. That, that is a game. All right there. We go. It's some. It's some something, something. Yeah, you can uh, subscribe at. Uh, Rob's website.com slash challenge iTunes or some other URL that we're not aware of, but you know, wherever you find your podcast, you can subscribe at. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cohen with a C, Brian with an I underscore. <laughs> you can follow you. Um, at Lash Tweets, you can check out New Girl Old Guy. There's nothing about- worse than what I'm talking. I can hear like your faint laugh, but I know you're like wanting to laugh more at what I'm saying, and I just try to power through. It, it gets me. I, I stay focused though. I can, I can through it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely stayed focused. Um, uh, you could check out New Girl Old Guy or talk about New Girl with an old guy, Akiva Winokur, at uh, anchor.fm slash New Girl Old Guy. This week we had Ofsidensky uh, and a, a guest pop in, Alexander Chester from the Pretty Pretty Good Curb Rewatch podcast. And uh, you could follow me out last tweets. There you go. We'll be back next week for episode three. Until then, have a good one.